one of the most famous, most popular rabbis in Israel, his name is Rabbi Grossman. He's a rabbi of a, of a city in the north. It's called Migdal Emek. He has in his institutions over 6,500 6, students from broken families. <laughs> Unbelievable. His campuses are as big as Columbia University. He has an empire, and he's an unbelievable fundraiser. Hagi gives the money, you know that? Hagi is the, is the priest who is a very big supporter of his own. <laughs> he gave him, years ago, he gave him like three, four million dollars, six million dollars, I don't know. It's unbelievable. It's all started by him. After six day war, he felt he has to do something for the Jewish people. He moved to this small city in Migdala Emek. At what that time was a city full of crime, and poverty, you know, the small, the small cities that only you know no immigrants, and nothing good is happening there. He takes his wife with a baby, and they're going to the city. They drive. He hired a taxi driver from Jerusalem. He grew up in Mea Sharim in Jerusalem. Going to Migdalim, it's like <laughs> crossing the Jordan. He go on the way. He stops in the middle, and he gets they stop in a, in a gas station. He goes out, and the, the, the driver turns around to his wife. He tells her, you know where your husband is taking you? She looks at him and says, he's taking you to hell. <laughs> That's what he told her. Genom. They arrived there. They rented an apartment. He started to work with the youth, little by little. And he started, he saw success. But there was one very strong person who didn't like him in the city, the mayor of the city. He was not just a mayor, he was a sheriff, you know, from the guys who are running the whole place with the iron fist. And he was from the, from the Mapai, from the labor party at that time, the, the party that controlled the country. And he doesn't need this religious Jew to, 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 he thought he came to start another party, politics. We need to get him out of here. One day, the landlord of his apartment knocks on the door. His wife opens the door, and he tells her, she tells him, hi, how are you? He tells her, listen, you need to leave the apartment. You cannot be here anymore. She says, my husband is not in town. He went out of town, I, and I don't know when he's coming. You know, at that time, there was no cell phones. Even regular cell phones was something for the rich. In 1970, 69, 70, he tells her, she, he tells her Lady, I cannot wait until your husband is coming. I work for the city, for the city hall, and they let me understand that if I want to keep the job, I cannot rent you out the apartment. Then she tells them, I don't want you to lose, my, to lose your job because of us. She hired an awesome buggy, and a guy came and helped her to take out a little bit of furniture she had. And with her baby, she moved out to the synagogue, to the women's section in the synagogue. <laughs> she nowhere had nowhere to, know to go. He shows up Friday afternoon, a day or two later. He comes home, he knocks on the door, nobody answers. He tries the key, he realizes that somebody switched, the, changed the, the lock. He knocks again. A neighbor comes out, tells him, Quod Arab, Rabbi, you don't live here anymore. He tells him, what do you mean I don't live here? Then where do I live? He tells him, I don't know where you live, but you're not living here. And he tells him the story. The landlord came and told, him, told your wife you need to get out. Where is she? Maybe he told him, he went to the synagogue. 
He met his wife. She's laughing. He tells her, what are you laughing? She says, the only thing I have left, I have left is to laugh. What am I going to do? <laughs> They're thrown out of the house. They went to look for another place to rent. Everybody heard that the mayor doesn't like him. People were afraid of the mayor. Nobody wanted to rent him the apartment. Because in this small shtetlach, and especially in the 70s, everything was controlled by the mayor. You'll not get the job here, I'll bury you here, I'll do you this, I'll do you this. Everybody needs him. Finally, he found somebody, an older gentleman, who does need a mayor, at least by himself. And he had a little house broken, destroyed. The front door was out. They had to cover it with a curtain. Nothing there, but they had no other choice. And it was a winter, they could, it was freezing and cold, and the kitchen was destroyed, and it was, it was a disaster to live there. And during the winter, no, no surprise, the baby got sick, and then your husband got sick, and it was, and his wife, who is actually my sister-in-law's sister. -in -law's sister. Hmm. Yeah, my oldest brother and this rabbi are both married to two sisters, to the same two sisters, two sisters of the same family. But he married the oldest one, and my brother married the youngest one. Then uh, she wrote a letter, she sat down, and she wrote a long letter to her parents. From Migdal Haimek, the parents lived in the city of Lud, next to the airport. She wrote a letter, all the sorts that they have, and the problems, and they don't have where to live, and they throw them out from an apartment, and she writes and writes, and the kids is sick, and my husband is sick. And she's basically, she's giving up. She wrote all the sorts she went through. Then she, she, she finished the writing. She starts to read her own letter. She reads, reads, reads. Takes a deep breath, takes the letter, throws it in the garbage, and says, I'm continuing here, I'm not leaving. And now, this couple is, is one, they begged them many times to become the chief rabbi of Israel. But he says he doesn't want to. He says, I am busy with the simple, with the, uh, with the kids who have nothing, with the families who have no food. Is beloved by all the politicians, by everybody. Is really an unbelievable success. The Rebbe used to say he's a miracle maker. Where, where is a person taking the strength to go through such hardships and not to give up? She took the paper. She's a, she's a girl. She was maybe 22 at that, year, at that time. Throw it away. She wrote it all. She's, she's giving up. She's going home. It's over. And then she said, no, I'm staying here. This, the parsha of this week, it's called Nitzavim. Moses, you read the parsha? Mm -hmm. Very nice. Then Moses uh, is making a covenant on the day of his death. He's making a covenant with the Jewish people. And he tells them, you're today standing in front of God. And, and uh, Moses gathered them, and he made a covenant that they should, should continue to be committed to, 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 to Judaism, basically. Then the question is, they were, God made already a covenant with the Jews at Mount Sinai. Why another covenant? Four years ago, at Mount Sinai, there was a covenant done. Done. The deal is a done deal. Moses was worried. You know, for the first four years, Moses was there. He babysit for them. No water, Moses. No food, Moses again. No day, Moses, we are tired of the manna, Moses. Moses was always there to help him to save them. Moses knows this is it. They are entering the land of Israel, no more manna, no more water by the door, no more deliveries from UPS and from Amazon. 
<laughs> you have to go to work and you have to become farmers and you have to and not always the crop is working it's going to be very tough and very hard that he made with him a new covenant to give him the strength to overcome everything and the secret of the strength the, the where the strike lay is the word the name of the parsha nitzavim you know the regular language to say Moses could say, you are all standing today. That's what he really said. Standing in Hebrew could be omed, omdim. Standing, that's a regular word for standing. Nitzavim means standing firm, like a king who stands firm. Why the, the Talmud compares it to a king? A king has an unbelievable power. If a king says, even the mountain is being pulled out, uh, uprooted. He breaks, he breaks the rules. He goes and nobody stops him. God gave us in this, in this covenant, Moses gave the Jews the strength of kings. You don't, you're not impressed by what everybody says, but what, it doesn't work by the challenges. You go and you break the wall and you uproot the mountain and you make it happen. What's, what, will you get the strength for, for this kind of strength? When they are all together. Moses brought all the Jews together and he made a covenant when you are together. When we are together, we have the strengths. When we are separated, you know, a little, you know, it's like a straw. One straw, you can break it in a second, but you take a whole bunch of straw together, you cannot break it. It's much harder. The Jewish people's strengths lays by our unity. When we are together, then we can do it. And it's interesting, this parsha we read every year before Rosh Hashanah, the Shabbat before Rosh Hashanah, because it's written in the Bible, Moses is telling the Jews, you are standing today with me to make a covenant today. Kabbalah told us that, and the Hasidic, Hasidic system tells us, it's looking, it's talking about Rosh Hashanah. Every year, that's why we read it before Rosh Hashanah. Every Rosh Hashanah, we make a covenant with God today to, have, to get the strength for, for, uh, for another year. To not to be afraid of challenges, not to lose it, not to get all worried, oi, 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 oi. You go on, you put one foot in front of the others, you, you do what you believe in, and everything will work out. That's what, to never give up, that's what it's all about. And interesting enough, this mayor became his best friend and did everything he could to make him into the chief rabbi of the city. Hmm. Within a few years, he turned everything around. And that shows you that if you go with your truth and you, what you believe, and your kind is a very nice person, he never has a bad word on anybody. You win the hearts of people, and then he, that's why he's so successful. But the idea is you have to be in itself. You don't have to be afraid. You have to move on. And the same thing we're going to do now, the groundbreaking, 10 years ago. We didn't know we can reach that, right? <laughs> it's because you go, and you, have, you don't stop. That's what it's all about.